just cheer up, just be happy. I know I ought to be happy, but I know that we all want to be happy. And I also know that a lot of people talk about, well, if you just smile, then it tricks your brain. I mean, I even say that as well, because it's true. It does. But the problem is, when you're feeling down, it is really hard to invite happiness in as well. So what I will say is that there are other emotions as well. And maybe we can try one of those before we reach the state of happiness. So very often clients open with, I just want to be happy. And just as often they don't like the answer. Happiness is a state. It's not a goal. So we can choose to be happy. But in practice, what sounds so simple is really, really hard. Maslow, who is better known for the hierarchy of needs, said that overcoming fear is a choice you just have to make again and again. And choosing to grow is a choice you have to make again and again. And so being happy often takes work. Our brain is, after all, set up to look for the negative because negativity is a good warning sign that we might need to deal with a threat. So if you want to teach your brain to be happy, then this is the work that might need to be done. And before you say, well, some people find it so easy to be happy. Well, maybe they just have a naturally happy demeanor or they've had to learn it as well and they've started long before you have. But what my clients find the most useful and this is how I started this podcast, is rather than jump straight in from fear or worry or pain or sadness to happy, try and use some of the other positive emotions along the way. Martin Seligman identified 24 possible options for happiness. And instead of saying to yourself, right, I'm feeling sad, I must be happy, try one of these instead. Number one, curiosity. This can be a wonderful alternative to dread. Rather than fretting over a decision, ask yourself, well, I wonder what it'll be like. And that could work well to reduce social anxiety and build your confidence. Try creativity. Maybe it's not going to work out the way you hoped. In what ways could you improve your situation? Think outside the box. Open-mindedness. Okay, it hasn't gone as expected. What new opportunity or chance meeting might have come out of it instead that perhaps would otherwise not have happened? Love of learning. What skills have you learned from things happening this way, including learning what you don't want to do next time? Putting things in perspective. It's not about using platitudes, but actually on a smaller scale, asking yourself, okay, this has happened. What resources do I have to manage and what can I do about this? Alternatively, try courage. Say to yourself, okay, well done for taking part. And I know that can feel a little cheap, but recognize that whatever happened, you stood up and showed up and a lot of people didn't. Persistence. That's another possible feeling that you could have. Perhaps you need it to pivot or you need it to change your approach or things went a bit wrong. And many of my clients admittedly think rating highly on the ability to persist is dull. But I like to see that as being a good bet, being a good investment. Okay, your situation may not make you happy, but can you at least say about yourself, do you know what? I dealt with that okay. I kept with it. I'm a good investment. Integrity. 
this is often overlooked because our integrity can make other people question theirs. So we don't often like talking about it. And also when we use our integrity, we might not like the results. But integrity is also simply knowing what you can live with. So rather than feeling a sense of shame and jumping straight to happy from there, go with integrity. Think about, okay, that happened. I don't need to love that it happened. I don't even need to learn from it. But what can I live with when I come to narrate this story? Vitality. Sometimes I'm guilty of placing an unspoken expectation on others to see and value and appreciate me for everything I've ever been. But I realize that this is inappropriate and unfair. And if I want people to see, appreciate and value me, I need to show up every time with something to see, value and appreciate. People operate in the present, not the past. So show up with verve, show up with positivity. And that in itself might bring you happiness. Alternatively, instead of jumping straight to happy, try love, kindness, social intelligence. It's worth knowing that choosing not to say something can be kind and realizing that whilst we could give so much to others, we need to be discerning in our choices. Or also just loving yourself for being you and being there. That might be enough to deal with whatever it is you're feeling before being able to jump to happiness. And from love, kindness and social intelligence, you might find a sense of peace. Justice. Again, instead of jumping to happy, think instead about being fair or leading, behaving in a way that you want to see, being aware of your unconscious biases or temperance. Again, instead of happiness, consider forgiveness, forgiving not for others, but for you. Let go of behavior chains that someone else has created for you. Humility and modesty, not about false modesty, not trying to fish for happy compliments that make you feel good momentarily. But really, just be humble about what you've done, what you could do, and how much more you can do. Prudence, caution, that may be seen as a bit boring, but actually, when it comes to overall happiness, not rushing into something can be much better than going straight in and not knowing what to do when you get there. Self-regulation and self-control, known as urge surfing. Sometimes let the desire pass and see if we're still as keen as we were. Don't confuse enthusiasm with passion. So for example, if someone has let you down because you were counting on them to be able to do something and now you can't so you feel upset, just urge surf for a minute and decide maybe a couple of days later whether it would have been a good idea to have rushed in then. And then consider appreciation of beauty, gratitude, hope, humor, playfulness, a sense of purpose. These are wonderful alternatives to seeking happiness. Look at something simple and just admire the beauty and you'll feel a sense of positivity. Appreciate something that's done well by anyone else, by yourself. And gratitude is also one of my favorite substitutions for envy. Because when I'm tempted to be upset that someone else has achieved something, I thank the universe for them sharing their good fortune with me and use that positive energy to focus on what I want to achieve. And with that comes hope. Humor and playfulness again. My favorite challenge is to say the word penguin in a work sentence. See what I did there? 
Playing as an adult is playing outside rules and targets of organized sports. Remind ourselves how to laugh. And sometimes for me, I'd rather feel content, fulfilled and at peace than happy. And that comes through reading, affirmations, taking a moment to really appreciate everything I have rather than what I have not. So next time you're seeking happiness, try and engage with any of those options. And maybe you'll find that that is a good gateway into feeling happy. And that's all we have time for. But for more practical ways to boost your well-being, check out my YouTube channel, Dr. Audrey T, Practical Tools for Everyday Wellbeing, or my Facebook page of the same name. Or have a look at my website, www.draudreyt.com, or tune in to the Wellbeing Lounge on Tuesday nights, 9 till 10, for your hour of mental health on NLive Radio.